Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast once again today. Season three, got some extraordinary people on it. Today, we got my brother, my homie here up on here. He is a medical officer recruiter for the United States Navy. On the side, he's a rapper. He's a freestyle rapper. You're going to hear a little something in the episode today. It's my brother, my homie, David Cooley, here with us today. What's going on, everybody? It's an honor. I'm glad my brother allowed me to come on here and uh, share some things with you guys. It's awesome. Ooh, let's go. Catch Up After College podcast. We're catching up after college on the lessons of life lived by leaders. We're a safe space grounded in grace and our aim is always to aid. We may be post-graduation, but we're never post-education. I'm Isaiah Brown, your host. Thank you for tuning in today. In season three, we continue with some guests who are ordinary people doing ex- extraordinary things. Almost messed that up. Sharing their experiences of how they got to be the way they are and how you can too. So today we have my homie, my brother, David Cooley here with us today. What's happening? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Good to be here. Cool, cool. Good to have you, man. And you say you worked out today, got did a little stuff, got work done and all yeah. that. Yeah, did, did my little three-mile run, some calisthenics, you know, got to yeah. start the day right. Nice. Okay. You ever run a marathon yet? Yeah, actually, I've run a couple marathons. Uh, running is kind of my passion, so it, mm-hmm. it's also a pretty stress reliever for me. Uh, whenever I feel like I'm overwhelmed with anything, I usually lace them up and hit the pavement for a few miles. Nice. Okay, you're looking pretty slim. Are you still lifting, or man, you know, I'm not allowed. Like uh, in my my job, my profession, um, I'm not necessarily allowed to use public gyms mm-hmm. just because of you know the, the global pandemic. So I've just been doing a lot of calisthenics and um, yeah. I'm a vegetarian leaning toward vegan. So that, that's probably like what you're seeing too. Yeah. Gotta get that protein in, you know. <laughs> stuff, stuff, but, you know, I've been cooking a lot more. Like you said, you know, you were making your food and I've been mm-hmm. cooking a lot more. And, and, you know, it's just different too, because you don't realize how like those processed foods that we normally eat, like they mm-hmm. cause like inflammation and stuff in your belly. So that, that has something to do with it too. Once you start to get down to it, um, yeah. you know, you, you lose that excess adipose tissue that we like to call fat around our guts and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Dang. I didn't know that. What kind of processed foods are you talking about? Like, is it like meat? Or? Well, not, not, I mean, well, meat can be processed too. You know, anything like packaged, like a lot of, like some people still eat like bologna or like the those lunch meats and stuff like that. Anything that comes in packaging. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you have like stuff that, if you think about it, um, the shelf life, if you have like some Twinkies and stuff like that, that mm. lasts for forever, yeah. that stuff is definitely not good for you. Imagine what it's doing in your stomach mm-hmm. and the rest of your body, you know? Dang, man. Hey, uh, I thought it'd be cool if I mentioned this. So you're a freestyle rapper, is that correct? <laughs> That is correct. That's that's also one of my hobbies. Cool, man. 
like how long you been doing that for? Shoot, I'm 33 now, so probably 20 years. Dang. Okay, you're pretty experienced then. But I was trying to test this out before it came on. I was like, how are we gonna make this happen if you if you were open to freestyle rapping over Zoom? Because I don't know how to play a beat for you. But um would you be open to something like that? Definitely, definitely. Okay. Cool. I don't even know if I could beatbox because then my audio will overlap with your audio. So uh, how do you want to do this? <laughs> I, can, I can just do a cappella if you gave me a, um, like a like a, a catch word or a topic or something like that. Oh, OK. Nice. How about in honor of the late Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther? All right. All right. All right. Um, so. He's the Black Panther. When you see him, everybody takes the second gander. They got vibranium. I'm coming for your cranium because he's pulling out the claws. But I'm still repping for the Lord. It's not a lost cause, even though we lost one of the bosses. You know, the win you lose, you, you get some losses, but you get up and keep moving. Just like his father told him, get up, son, you're a king. Get off your knees as I breeze. Listen to the breeze. Uh, you know, I don't do the tease, but I'm coming from Wakanda, not Rwanda, still in Africa. I'm about to battle you to bring the Avengers. Never listen, I'll injure and nobody get injured. Even though Killmonger tried to take me out, I rose from the ashes, outlastest, outlandish, sort of like my parents, holding me close to my chest. He was the best walking up among the men. He was going to the children's hospitals and becoming friends right before he met his untimely end. Shall we begin again and walk in the same footsteps? Because he did pave a way. He left a legacy. As we're moving closer to the end, it's still the beginning. Shall we begin again and take off where he left in his footsteps? Black Panther, better take a gander. True master, outlast you. Hey, that's an oh snap moment. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. All right, dude, that's awesome. I love it, and uh, I'm sure you already know. Like one of the reasons I started rapping is because you were one of the rappers around me at the time, and I remember we performed our song at church. With that, <laughs> that Fruity Loops beat, but it was good times. It was cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, we did have some good times. Yeah, awesome, man. Cool. Well, it's time to get to know you a bit better. Uh, do you mind telling us where you're from and can you describe what your life was like before college? Okay. All right. So I'm uh, originally from New York. Uh, I was born in Queens, raised mostly in Long Island. Um, <clears throat> uh, I have four brothers, I'm the second oldest of the five of us. Uh, it, was, it was pretty tough growing up where I grew up. Um, pretty impoverished, but my parents were very dedicated parents and they made sure that we had the tools that we needed to be successful in the world. Um, <clears throat> before college, actually, I, uh, I attended college while in the military, so, and still am. Uh, so there was, been, it, it was some hardships, you know, going to school full time as well as uh, working full time. So uh, there's that. Um, I didn't know you're doing that full time. I thought you're doing part time. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, because the classes are accelerated, you know, we have like uh, 
it's not in-person classes. When I was overseas, I had like hybrid classes. So maybe we would be in class for two days and then the other two or the other three days, they would be online. Mm -hmm. um, so I would take like two or three classes each time. Um, sometimes four, just depends like how, how it fell. So I would be doing my job during the day, like my, my normal day job. Then I would come home like around six o'clock at night and then work on homework till sometimes like midnight or one in the morning. Whoa. And then, then, then go to sleep for a couple hours and get up and do it all again. Wow. Can you imagine doing that again, like that kind of season? Yeah, man. You know, I'm actually about to get back into that in October because I'm I'm finishing my undergrad. Um, and then I'm just going to roll right into my, my master's degree because of uh, the field that I'm in. I'm trying to actually be, become a Navy chaplain. <clears throat> and so it's, a, it's very... Uh, Psych well, my classes are psychologic psychologically intensive because my major is uh, Christian counseling. But then mm -hmm. right after that, since it's uh, it's a master's of divinity, and I I don't want to waste any more time trying to meet my goal. It's like right into it. So in October I'll be taking two classes to start, but right after that it will be two. Whereas it's a eight, it's eight week courses, whereas normally sixteen weeks, so it's accelerated. Dang! Wow, that's crazy. Man, wishing the best for you. Hope that goes great. But uh, how do you know college was the right path for you personally? Um, for me, I feel like they are not necessarily like must haves. Like I don't, you don't have to go to college. But for me, I found like um, education was not just um, something that would kind of catapult me into a, a great space and be able to um, operate and on a higher level, but I, I really enjoy learning new things. And uh, once I realized what exactly, what field that I wanted to be in, it, it like, it made it even better for me. Like um, <clears throat> going to college was always something that my parents spoke about, but it was like, okay, I want you to go to college. I want you to go to college. But for me, it wasn't necessarily um, financially allowable just because of, you know, where we were in, in socio socioeconomically, my family. But once I joined, once I joined the military and it was so pretty much free for us to join, I mean, for us to go to school, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I really want to take advantage of this um, while I have the opportunity um, because it was an important thing for me. I just wanted to make sure that I was able to do it without the added stress of, of the financial burden and uh, be able to better myself and be a better example for my, my younger brothers and those who I knew growing up in the neighborhood just because, you know, the circumstances that we were all presented with, sometimes you feel like you can't, but when you see somebody who's, who's done it, come back and, you know, tell them that they can, it kind of makes a difference. Yeah, and I remember, actually I just asked how did, you know, college was the right path for you, but how did you know the military was the right path for you too? Um, I uh, I didn't know actually at first. I didn't. Um, I would say I wasn't going to join the military. I wasn't. Not that I was against it, but so many people in my family were military, and I just wanted to do something different. But uh, in high school, like around ninth grade, tenth grade, I started um, going through Army ROTC, JROTC, and it was just fun. It was a lot of camaraderie, a lot of uh, you know. Uh, bonding things like that and I enjoyed wearing the uniform I enjoyed like that those relationships so I started to change my mind like maybe I could 
you know, and then when I found out there were educational opportunities attached to it, I was like, I can do this maybe for a little while. Yeah. Um, I can do it. Dang. And now how long has it been? Shoot, man. It's almost in January. It'll be 15 years. My goodness. <laughs> Did you ever see yourself going this long or is not at first? Nah, yeah. but you know, you know, you know the type of person I am, man, how competitive I am and yeah. how driven I am. So like once I got my foot in the door and I realized, you know, um, I could do a lot and, you know, I could, I would have the opportunity to touch so many lives and build so many relationships. I was like, well, I mean, I feel like the Lord's called me to do this stuff. So I, I can't, I can't leave until it's all done. Yeah. Yeah. And you say you've been overseas and. You haven't just lived in the U.S. Can you recall a season of having to learn new skills or adapt to your environment to survive? Man, absolutely. When I uh, I lived in Italy for three years, and during that time, of course, there's a language barrier. So you know, instead of being the typical American and being like, "Oh, you guys don't speak English," you know, like you know, you go to somebody else's country and be expecting to speak English. You know, I started, I, fit, I looked at it as, man, I need to learn how to speak this language. So I started to study um, a little bit. Now I'm not fluent and I'm not even really good at speaking Italian, but I, I grew, uh, I learned enough to be able to carry on conversations and to kind of hold my own, buy things, you know, you know, ask for directions, different things like that. Um, but it was, it was, it was, it was tough, you know, because just the mindset is different than, you know, being in America, like, for example, for us, we always go, 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 you know, chasing the next thing. But the mentality over there is like, relax, chill, you know, if it's not, if it's not hurting anybody, if it's not gonna, you know, the house isn't gonna burn down, then it can wait. And they just kind of chill. And I feel like when it comes to that stuff, maybe we can, maybe we can take a trick out of their book. When it comes to that, you know, maybe we won't be so stressed out about things all the time. Yeah, that reminds me of my season in Australia. They kind of had the same mindset, like just a bit laid back. And it was good times. Like I would work 20 hours a week and I would be good. I could pay all my bills and all that. They'd pay as well. Just go to the beach, hang out with friends and all that. Can you recall any Italian adventures you had going off base and all that? Oh, we uh, we actually would go to this beach called Chefalu, and uh, it it was it was so there's so many adventures I could like name. Um, we went to this place uh, called Lippery. It's one of the Aeolian Islands. There's seven of them, and uh, my wife Josie and I we uh we rode these quad bikes up the mountainside nice. all the way up the top until we got to a restaurant. Now this is at the top of a like a like a mountain, and we were the only people in this restaurant. So before we went inside the restaurant, we were like doing donuts in, in the dust, like in the dirt, right. and, you know, on these quad bikes. Uh, it's just, it's just awesome. I mean, aside from that um, challenge, another challenge is just being kind of like having to rely on another, just one other person. Like I really didn't know a whole lot of people there at first. So it was just the two of us, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm used to having a lot of people and a lot of support and have a our friends around and stuff like that but you mm-hmm. kind of learn how i call it the wilderness season you know because mm-hmm. sometimes like god puts us in positions where you know we have to depend solely on him mm-hmm. you know and that's and then when you come out of that it's like man i could i could make this i could make it in another situation you know because i know that 
I'm really not alone if I rely on if I rely on God. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And I know you say you're studying Christian counseling. So while studying your major, in what ways did it challenge your faith and vice versa? Learning all that new stuff. I think that like a lot of Christians or maybe just a lot of people in the faith are, are like, I don't want to say closed minded, but it's like one sided and they don't really want to hear. You don't necessarily have to agree with everybody or agree with, you know, different ideals, but being able to listen, it, it bridges the gap and it causes and allows you to build relationships and network with other people. And who knows, it might even change your worldview a little bit in a good way. Um, so for me, it, uh, it, it allowed me to um, think a little bit outside the box and see things from other people's point of view. And it was challenging because sometimes it's some of the things that you believe, which is cultural, not biblical, you feel dead set on those things. But it, it challenged me and my faith to just go and seek it out for myself instead of just listening to other people um, say things that really isn't in, in, in the word of God, you know just it's just a preference it's just something that's been ingrained into them culturally over time mm. yeah and i'm guessing you're studying a lot of psychology at the moment that kind of stuff yeah absolutely and uh the biggest thing that they talk about in these classes is integration like integrating like uh the i guess biblical theology with uh psychology and mm -hmm. how they can go hand in hand like you know one of them doesn't have to throw salt on the other to lift up itself. They can work together, you know, because I believe that, you know, God uses all of the talents of man for his glory, unless if, if you're walking with him, you know, he, he, these are redeemable things, you know, and I believe that once we realize it, then maybe we'll be a little bit better off. Yeah. And off the top of your head, can you think of anything you've learned in psychology that actually supports what you believe? Like, um, when people hear of studying that kind of stuff, they get kind of afraid, like uh, maybe it goes against my beliefs, but can you think of anything that actually supported your faith? Definitely. Um, so if you think about how your, your mind works and how we were created, how we were created to, um, with, with the, a need to, 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 to feel love and that, psychology actually talks about the same that in that aspect talks about the same thing when we talk about the nature versus nurture thing mm -hmm. you know what happens if you don't receive the love that all of us have been has been implanted in us from the beginning what what could possibly happen um so that 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 aligns you know with my with my faith in that aspect if i could say one thing yeah that's great stuff and as I said before, we're on season three, Extraordinary People. Can you think of anybody who have been some extraordinary influencers in your life personally? Um, first of all, my mom. My mom was uh, like um, an amazing woman, very driven, uh, dedicated, motivated. Uh, and she was uh, she she was she persevered through some hard stuff. Um, and I, I watched her take care of us and still, you know, do her best when, when the cards and the chips were down, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, your dad, man, your dad, he, he definitely influenced my life a lot. Um, I was still kind of young in my walk when I met your dad and uh, 
he showed me how to just like stand firm and not not be swayed by what people say and it's okay to to do that you know you don't have to feel bad about doing what's right you know because your dad no matter what he, he would always be like nah nope they can do whatever they, they can do whatever they want but i'm not doing it yeah um, that, yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and um and then um my grandpa my grandpa was like the first person i knew that was in the military um he's always been pretty solid in my life there was nothing that I couldn't ask him for or for him to do for me even when I was a kid, like growing up. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And what traits do you look for in a person that truly believe that they are extraordinary in your opinion, like character traits that stand out? Um, just not knowing the word quit, like never giving up no matter what. Um, life sucks sometimes. Things are gonna not go your way, but how are you gonna how are you gonna respond? Are you gonna sit there and just take it, or are you gonna get up and, and fight against whatever it is that's 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 you're facing? Um, compassion. Uh, we all know that nobody's nobody's perfect. So if you see someone that's different from you and you tear them down instead of building them up, then I mean I think that's a poor quality for me. You know, uh, I think that that's you know I wouldn't. Obviously, there's people who are like that that I know, um, and I do hang around them, but it's not often, and and it's for like the relationship because I always hope that the life that I live um, under Christ would be a lesson for some others for people to follow. Like, I'm not necessarily going to be walking around with a Bible, you know, quoting scripture, nah. But the life that you live should be the lesson that you teach to people. Um, so yeah, I think just like being, um, just persevering and and, and not letting things, uh, make you quit and then just being compassionate and having compassion for people. Awesome, man. And I definitely see that in you. That's why you're on the podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) My man, my man. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So, uh, were different ways that you or others challenge yourself for, consistent improvement for not only what you do, but for who you are? Um, man, I think, um, some of like you guys, uh, and then some of my, my other friends, like they, I, they challenge me by telling me who I really am. Like if I'm jacking something up, if I'm, if I did something wrong, they will be like, yo, Dave, man, you, you, you missed the mark here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need friends who are going to tell me what I need, what I want to hear and stroke my ego all the time. I need people to tell me the truth, whether it's you need to change, like there's something in you that stinks, uh, you need to fix it, uh, or, you know, hey, this is, some, this is the area that you can work on. Uh, I think that, that those are keys, man, because you don't want to be walking around with people telling you. That's like you having a booger in your nose and <laughs> you're with your friends the whole time and then a stranger tells you, hey, man, you got a booger, but I've been around you the whole day and yeah. you're my friend. You uh-huh. can say it the whole time. Like if I'm doing something that's wrong, I expect you to correct me, you know? yeah. and that's something I'm going to do for them. But if you're my friend and I can't correct you without you getting upset, then you know what are we sound like. What are we doing here? Yeah, can you give a tip or two for healthy confrontations and making that happen? So I think I think 
the key, the number one thing is relationship, right? So if you have a relationship with somebody, then they know that you have good intentions and that what you say is it, it may be have more impact. Well, it's definitely going to have more impact if you didn't have a relationship with them. So I can tell you, I can tell you, Isaiah, like, because you know me, you've known me, you know that I don't mean you any harm. So if I saw you doing something like messed up, I can, I can tell you like, Hey man, you know, this is, this is probably, this is probably not good for you to be doing because X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z. But another thing is I'm not going to tell you in the open where other people can probably, can probably hear, especially those who don't know you, those who may or may not have your best intentions at heart. So Mm -hmm. one, um, the relationship piece, having that relationship with somebody, don't just like tell somebody about themselves and you don't know them. Like, because then it's probably not going to be received well. And then two, have respect for them enough to not put them in a situation where they'll feel humiliated. Because if that's the case, even if they're your friend, they'll try to defend themselves because they feel bad that you did this in, in front of other people. So, you know, protect your friendship and protect your friend by doing that, you know, having that relationship, pulling them aside, like, hey, man, you know, and now, if, but if you guys are in a circle where it's all, all yeah, like if it's, for instance, this is you, me, Josh, you know, Matt, and, and you know, we, we spent time with one another, then, you know, I feel, I would feel comfortable, you know, doing that, like, hey, man, yo, because I feel like we've done this before and we, we can laugh about it and be like, ah, okay, I get what you're saying, you know. Yeah, that's true. And, Speaking on relationships, you're a married man, correct? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Seven, uh, it'll be 11 years, uh, September 18th, actually. Whoa. Okay. Did not know that. That's awesome. Yes, sir, Shout yes, out, sir. Josie. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And what has been the biggest surprise in marriage and or adulthood so far? Man, it's been a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> Um, the biggest surprise in marriage is basically like your like your pride can consume areas in your marriage if it's not checked. And I don't know if that's that's a surprise. I mean, just learning, just going through the through the years, and just like not really thinking like I had an issue with it. But really finding out over the years, it's like, dang, man, this could actually, if I'm, if I'm humble, uh, things will work out better than if I continue to just be prideful. And it was surprising to me that, you know, once I realized um, that my error, that things would be a lot better. You know, there's no such thing as a perfect marriage, but there's one that fits, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being an adult, man, bills suck. <laughs> like having having to make the having to make these kind of decisions when it comes to finances you know it, it kind of it sucks and like some of my friends i look at them and i'm like man you know yeah you guys you guys do the most you're not even thinking about you're thinking about like you know flossing in front of your friends or maybe you know having the best you know that's like the best i like that you know i like the dress too but you know i'd rather live in a house a nice mm-hmm. house that yep. i feel comfortable in before I go buy like the next pair of Jordans or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, that going a Gucci belt or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the the fad or the trend is, you know, these days. Yeah. That's good stuff. And do you mind explaining what you do for work again at the moment? So right now I'm actually a uh, medical officer recruiter. So what I do is I, I basically, 
now that we're in the pandemic um, world, uh, I do a lot of virtual career fairs and presentations uh, geared towards uh, doctors and dentists, uh, basically offering them scholarships and, and I guess, and in return for service, military service, Navy service more specifically. So I, I recruit for the Health Profession Scholarship Program for the Navy. Wow, that's pretty cool. How do you find candidates for that? So, uh, man, it's, the, the program is so, it's so, I guess, robust. It's not even hard because uh, basically what I would do is I would go to a school. Now in Philadelphia, I have Temple, I have Drexel, I have Thomas Jefferson, um, just to name a few. There's, there's a lot. There's University of Pennsylvania. Um, I would basically go to a school, um, do a presentation, give all of the, the facts about what we offer, and uh, leave my information, leave some cards, leave some, we call them recruiting aided devices, which is like cups and pens and stuff like that. And usually the uh, applicants, they give me a call, we go over the process, and that's how it works. Um, yeah, it's just like, so let me tell you, just in case somebody's listening and, and they, they're uh, a pre-health student, un, you know, pre-med, uh, this program, it offers 100% tuition to medical school. Wow. You get a stipend of uh, uh, about $2,400 a month and you're eligible for a $20,000 bonus. Um, so you'll go to school for four years in medical school. The Navy pays for it all 100%. doesn't matter if it's the most expensive school in the United States. As long as it's um, uh, accredited, they'll pay for it. And the only thing that you have to pay back is four years of service. Mm. Yeah. That's it. No student, no, no student loans aside from your undergrad loans, the, we, the Navy's not going to pay for the, the undergrad loans, but they'll pay for all of your medical school. And if you have all of your your supplies, like savings that you need, a stethoscope or a lab coat, you buy that and then you submit your receipt and then you'll be reimbursed. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. And how has work changed in any way with COVID and all of 2020? So uh, it's the bulk of work has been teleworking. Um, we get, they issue us, they had, when we first got, to, when I first got to that um, job, they issued me a, a computer and an iPhone. So wow. I, could, I could work remote anyways. And I also have a, like a printer, uh, a portable printer, portable scanner. So it changed in the way that I'm not necessarily able to go and meet students face to face. Um, but I can still get what I need to get done. Um, I'm not necessarily, I wasn't necessarily going into the office. So every, I was essentially working from home. So uh, I just turned one of our bedrooms into an office hmm. and uh, I got up every day like I was going to work. Nice. Sat in front of my computer, send out emails and uh, made phone calls and uh, do conferences and different things like that from home. Nice, that's cool. How do you stay self-disciplined? Uh, it's just, I, I think about why, why, I, why I wanted to become a recruiter. Like I wanted to become a recruiter because I wanted to offer opportunities to people who would maybe not have received them had they not been informed about the programs that we offer. So sometimes, yeah, I think like, man, I don't feel like doing this, especially during the pan pandemic. I would think that, but um, the re remembering why I wanted to do it, um, regular exercise and a lot of, honestly, a lot of prayer, man. Yeah. And 
2020, it's been a crazy year, but um, what are the first couple of things that come to mind for you personally when you think of 2020? Loss. Mm-hmm. I think of loss, man. Um, mm-hmm. Just just so many, so many lives lost. And I'm not just talking about like celebrities, or, you know, the icons. I'm talking about the people. So many like through deficits, I mean, yeah. through the COVID deficit, how many lives were lost? You know, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, mm-hmm. But I also know that, you know, through those, through that loss, there's, there will be um, some gain. There will be redemption. You know, it's hard to see now. It's like you're in a smoky room, but you know that there's a door somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a way out. You just can't see it right now. Yeah. Smoke has to clear. Oh, what was that? I said the smoke, the smoke has to clear eventually. That's true. And how do you personally stay hopeful in this season? Um, having conversations with a, a lot of people smarter than myself, uh, trying to stay connected with my family, uh, even though I can't physically see them, but I call them. Uh, we have Zoom conf- We have Zoom calls. Um, I've actually been reading a lot more. I have. <laughs> you can see the books in the. <laughs> in the background in my, yep. some of those books I have had for maybe 10 years, haven't wow. read them. So I, during the quarantine, I've read uh, five books. Nice. Five, five books that I've had for a while. And now, you know, that's not counting the ones that I'm reading right now. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I, and I've, I've been able to like address some things in my diet that weren't, necessarily good for me and start cooking more uh my uh, josh actually sent me a book uh, a mutual friend of ours had sent me a, a cookbook and i've been using it man and it's been good food actually turned out pretty good too nice man i can't give up chicken that's just where i am right now <laughs> at least it's baked chicken though so it's not too bad yeah, yeah man yeah awesome so can you give one tip to being a great leader in your field of work? Um, know your people. Uh, it's not always, it's not, it's more about them than it is about the mission because without them, the mission would never be accomplished. So if you know your people, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, you know what's going on with them at home, uh, they know that you care about them, your performance will be way better. If you just, uh, you know, just telling them, cracking a whip all the time, hey, there's a deadline, there's a deadline, there's a deadline. You know, if you if you let people know that you actually care, you genuinely genuinely care about them, there's almost there's almost nothing that they'll do for you. That's awesome. People don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. Heard that before. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. And we talked about this a bit before, but. What's your dream job again, and how did you discover what it was? So uh, I think my, my I, well, I know my dream job is to be actually talking to people, just like listening and talking and uh, uh, building relationships. Like I would love to be um, uh, a Navy chaplain, just because I feel like uh, my experiences and even the ones that I'm constantly um, having is preparing me for that. And you know, it just gives me an opportunity to talk about who I love uh, while doing what I love, which is talking to people. So I'm, I'm getting a chance to talk about Jesus 
and I'm getting the chance to talk about uh, to listen to people and, and build relationships with them. Yeah. And do you have a specific demographic in mind? Um, no, not at all. Hmm. Uh, not, not at all. Um, no. Okay. That's cool. Reach everybody. But, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the thing. Yep. Yeah. And life expectations before and after college, but I guess you're still going back to college. How'd they changed in any way? Um, I think they have changed in the way where I was thinking about it, maybe more selfish. Uh, like I'm going to, I want to go to school so I can better myself so that I can grow, um, myself, but being able to, um, share that knowledge with others, especially in the current climate that we're in, like, I feel like I can give more and help people realize that it's something that they can do as well. If they so choose, you know, I understand, you know, this, we're, we've been in a situation where systemic racism is a, is a, a thing, you know, but when it's not, when they don't have, when someone doesn't have a positive role model or someone who's, you know, willing to go the extra mile to um, let them know that they can do things and to affirm them that it just adds a fuel to the fire. It just, you know, makes it worse. Yeah. I want to thank you for being a great role model. You met me when I was a crazy 16 year old. So, you know, we stuck it through. (laughs) You were were crazy though. You weren't, you were, you were, man. You know what? When you were, I just, I appreciate you, man, because like it, it just shows you know, you're, you're rearing, you know, your parents, they, they, they instilled the foundations, um, your foundation and it allows you to be the man that you are today. So I, I cherished all of the times that we shared together and uh, I appreciate, you know, you bigging me up on here, but man, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard work. Hey, appreciate it. Hopefully see y'all soon. You know, we got to. You have to, you have to. Yeah. I'm going out to Philly, man. <laughs> Hey, you never know. Cool. And let's see. What are some habits you developed in school that you still use today? Um, repetition. Like I still have to study for different, like promo- for, for promotions and stuff like that. And we have like exams we have to take. But whenever I was in college, um, I even before I got into college, I struggled with um, test anxiety. And so I, I realized that if I did something a lot, then I would feel confident whenever the test came and then the anxiety just left. So what I do is what I do now is kind of weird. I have notebooks and uh, if I'm reading like a manual or something like that, I'll copy what I'm reading in the manual on my notebooks and I'll write it over and over and over again. And then I'll do flashcards and then I'll read the flashcards and then I'll record myself. So I'm using all of the different methods of learning so that I can feel comfortable when the test comes and I'm, there's no anxiety. I'm, I'm not anxious. You know, there's normal nervousness, but like I'm telling you, bro, I used to sweat. You can see like my armpit sweat and everything like that before an exam. So just repetition, um, muscle memory. That's it. Like over and over again, I'll read, I'll write, I'll listen. 
then I'll do it again, rewrite, listen. And it helps me to retain information, not just for short-term, but for long-term memory as well. Nice. And we talked about this a little bit before. Oh, oh, day. <laughs> oh, okay. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's it out. <laughs> I'll try to. Yeah. Mental note. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, I guess we kind of talked about this before, but any books or podcasts, learning resources you recommend right now? Um, I actually just read, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm just writing uh, it down. I actually just read uh, Woke Church. It's by Dr. Eric Mason. <clears throat> he also happens to be my pastor here at uh, Fish Epiphany Fellowship. Uh, it's basically about um, like how the, the, the body of Christ and the church, the called out, like how it was supposed to be and how it got distorted over time and has caused division through race and, and different things like that and how it can be, how it can be redeemed um, through knowledge and understanding. Um, uh, I'm also reading um, The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. It's, it speaks about um, mass incarceration um, and, and how that's played a role in uh, distorting the view of African-American males in America. Uh, David Goggins is Can't Hurt Me. He's a, he's, he's a retired Navy chief SEAL. Uh, he was also a, a ranger, also a Air Force pararescue. But his, his story is amazing and it, and it just like reinforces that uh, never quit attitude within myself. And I recommend it to anybody who may feel, who may be going through something or feel like they just can't do something. But this guy's story is, is awesome. And it just, I've listened to the audio book like five times just because right. it's so inspiring. So inspiring. Uh, and then Manhood Restored is also by Dr. Eric Mason. Um, it, it talks about um, different types of things that have um, taken taken effect in in the lives of men to, uh, to to make them lose their way and what it really means to be a man, whether it's from outside influences or from family upbringing. Nice. Any music you recommend as a oh, rapper? Oh man, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. So I, I'm I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, lyrics. Uh, a lot of people, they just listen to the, the, the beat of a song and they're like, oh, that's a dope song. But I'm a huge fan of lyrics and lyricists. So right now, um, I'm, I, just, I just started listening to uh, Lecrae's new album, Restoration. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um, I was like, man, I, was, I wasn't the one like, that was like bad mouth and cray, but I did go to a, a, one of his concerts one time and I was kind of like, like put off a little bit. But I was like, yeah, hey, I read his book and I was like, yeah. Understand, bro. I'm, I'm riding with you. So it's it's very that that the new album is very transparent. I think um, next to uh, Rebel, this one is probably like the, the most transparent one since mm-hmm. then. Yeah, I'm also like on a secular uh, um, on a second secular music. Um, uh, I actually like old school hip hop, like New York New York hip hop. So the Locks they just released a new album called Living Off Experience. If you can get the clean, the clean version, <laughs> uh, or not, whatever you choose, whatever right, or not. Right. 
Uh, that's pretty good. It just it just it shows their relevance and how they've grown as men. Because I remember, you know, when they first came in in, in the hip hop game, with the things that they were talking about back then, and the things that they're talking about now, they're actually talking about the, the kids and the experiences, not necessarily so much about um, like the stuff that the streets wanted to hear, like you know. I got this this amount of money. I got this these women. I have this you know this gun or whatever like that. They're actually talking about real life and how they've changed and you know. Um, and then Nas, he has an album called um, King's Disease, which is really good. He uh, the album before this one was called uh, Lost Tapes too, and I wasn't really feeling that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the production was okay, but it just didn't seem like you know. Nice to me. So, yeah. Being a native New Yorker, man, I listen to a lot of uh, like like boom bap hip hop, and I'm into like uh, large professor productions and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's not much of that nowadays. Well, I guess you just gotta look for it. No. Yeah. Nowadays. But all right. In closing, I got one more question for you. If there's one thing you could ask your future self, what would it be? And if there's one thing you could tell your high school self, what would it be? Um, so my future self, uh, okay, I'll start off with my high school self. So uh, if my high school self, I would tell, <clears throat> I would tell him that no matter what anybody else sees in you, you're great. You know, because when I was in high school, I played sports and I felt like I wasn't given opportunities that um, maybe the people that around me did. And I felt like I worked twice as hard as them. But maybe, you know, that there's there's greater, there was a greater purpose for you and that you're still great. You're not less than, you're not weaker. You're still great. That's what I would tell myself. Um, my future self, man, that's tough. Um <laughs> There's always more. There's there's always more. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter. You know, you you can. There's no finish line. You know, death is the only death is the only finish line to you know because at that point I, I'm leaving the earth and I'm getting to go and be with Jesus. You know, other than that, keep pushing. There's always something. There's always somebody that needs something. There's always another height that you can, you know, reach. There's always another limit that you can push. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been great, great quality. And I love what you had to say. It's pretty awesome. Thanks, bro, man. I appreciate you inviting me on and, you know, I love you, man. And uh, hopefully we get a chance to hang out um, in person soon. Yeah, hopefully. And just want to encourage you before you go. I know that you're a good man. And as you seek God first, he's just going to keep taking you exactly where you need to go and just keep trusting in him because he's never going to fail you. So you got this, bro. Thanks, bro. Yeah. And anything you want to promote at the moment? Any new music coming out or anything? Websites? Uh, <laughs> nah, you got to just have to wait. We'll, we'll we'll get back in the lab. We have we got we still have that uh that uh that collab that we were working on. Yeah, uh, Josh actually has it. So uh, if he wants to produce it, he can do it. Yeah, I just need to hear because you guys were working on. Um, he was mixing it the last time. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if he's, he's, he's done or, or what. Who knows? No, I'm <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll have to do it in my spare time for sure because it's a good song. But yeah, thanks again for coming on and have a good night. You too, bro. Cool, cool. And for everyone else, until next time, as we're maturing, we're going to keep learning, stirring up, and chasing after what our creator created us to do. So have a good one, everyone. Peace. Thanks for sticking around for the Catch Up After College podcast. And you know, while you're there, you might as well subscribe. Because we got some good content coming out every single week. Either Tuesday or Friday, check in, it will be there. And you know what, might as well give a good review as well. Make sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can find us. And we'll just keep cranking out that great content for you week after week. If you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, the Catch Up After College podcast, or you just want to share some feedback, maybe there's some questions you haven't heard yet that you want to be heard, uh, I would tell you to email us at catchupaftercollege at gmail.com. Just for any inquiries, you can email us there, and we'll try to respond as soon as we can. That is catchupaftercollege at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Peace.